0: Hello and welcome to The Simple Business Show. I'm Nisha, online business coach, boat lifer and 10-year travelling entrepreneur. This is a podcast to inspire and teach freedom seekers like you how to make a full-time income online without working full-time hours. So you can have the time, location and financial freedom to live the lifestyle you dream of. In my corner of the internet, we keep business simple because life is for living and business is just a small part of that big, beautiful life. It shouldn't take over your entire world. You can make a reliable income online without constant hustle, overwhelm or working full time. And on this podcast, I aim to show you how. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's been a while, I hope that you're doing well, and I'm really, really excited to be back. Funny story, I literally just recorded this entire episode. It was about 45 minutes long, and I didn't hit record. (laughs) So here I am again, recording for the second time. Hopefully it will be an even better episode because I've just been through everything in a kind of trial run. That's how I'm going to view it. So, (laughs) I should probably start by discussing the obvious, the podcast name change. I might go deeper into this in another episode, but for now, all you need to know is I renamed my podcast some time ago from The Simple Business Show to Rewild with Nisha Woolery. If you don't want to hear me talk about the name change, by the way, just skip ahead, skip the next five minutes. But at the time, the name change felt like the right move to make. I felt like I had outgrown my original name, The Simple Business Show, and wasn't even sure I wanted the podcast to be solely about business anymore. So the name changed. But hindsight is a wonderful thing. Over time, I realised that actually... My original business name said exactly what my podcast and business is about. Building simple businesses. And not only is that great for my brand, but it's also pretty great for SEO too. So I've made the decision to change the name back to The Simple Business Show. I have a feeling that most people, if searching for my podcast, search my name anyway and not necessarily the podcast name, so I don't think it will be a big deal. I've been in business for 10 years now. It was my 10-year bizversary on July the 12th and one thing that I've learned over the years is that in business you need to make decisions relatively fast not overthink them. The only time that I don't make a decision in my business and I deliberately put off that decision is when I feel like there's a big sense of urgency. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but when a decision is coming from your intuition, it often feels quiet and calm and it maybe comes to you repeatedly. But when you're making a decision from fear or scarcity, it feels urgent and desperate. That's how I've come to differentiate intuitive decisions from fearful ones. So if a decision feels urgent to me, then I tell myself I'll make it another day when I'm feeling calmer and my head is clearer. If I know that I'm making an intuitive decision in my business, I prefer to just bang that decision out and take action and accept that, hey, I might regret this decision someday, or hey, I might change my mind in the future. And that's okay, because as long as I'm taking a step forward, I'll eventually start stepping in the right direction. It's when we allow ourselves to stop making the decisions that move us forwards, to stop making scary decisions because, you know, we're afraid of them, we're afraid of getting them wrong, that's when we're not going anywhere. That's when our business growth and our personal growth is in trouble. So anyway, that's why I've changed the podcast name back to The Simple Business Show. And to kick off this new season, I want to talk to you about how I built a six-figure business working three days a week and traveling the world. In the past, I've shared my business journey with you in episode 46. It was called How I Built a Six-Figure Business and Saved 110 k by age 26. I'm 28 now, but in this episode... I want to focus more on how I built my business, specifically while working three days a week and while travelling. And I do want to emphasise that the six-figure part of the title of this episode isn't really that important. What's more important is that you learn how to make a consistent full-time income online without working full-time hours. And You get to decide what a full-time income is to you. It doesn't have to be six figures for you to gain something from this episode. So let's start off with the problem. A lot of online business owners start their business because they want freedom. But then they end up chained to their business and just as overwhelmed and unhappy as they were in their nine-to-five. Except now they have a million more hats to wear and they can't count on a regular paycheck coming in on the same day every month. And the freedom they wanted, the reason they started their business in the first place, isn't really freedom anymore. Maybe you can relate. Maybe the time freedom that you wanted is gone because you work all the time, maybe even on evenings and some weekends. Maybe the location freedom you wanted is pointless because even when you're traveling, you're not present enough to enjoy it. You're working or you're stressing about your income. And the financial freedom you wanted, maybe that's actually financial stress because it's unreliable. And on top of everything, some of you may find your mental freedom challenged while running a business too. You're juggling a lot of balls taking on a lot of challenges, and it can be tough sometimes. If you can relate to any of that, you're not alone. Lots of online business owners can. And I want to tell you that I am so, so proud of you for being out here running a business. It takes a courageous person to start a business because you're leaping into uncertainty and discomfort. And it takes a resilient, creative and smart person to keep it going. But in my eyes, the rewards do outweigh the challenges. For starters, I don't have a boss, which is just the best thing in the world. And I cannot imagine ever having one ever again. You can learn how to structure your business in a way that is simpler. That doesn't require you to hustle and grind all the time, work five plus days a week, feel stressed every day. So, how? I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak from my own experience. And here's how I built a six-figure business while I worked three days a week and travelled. First, I sacrificed fast growth for slow and steady growth. I didn't magically make six figures in my first year or two and that wasn't my goal. Fast growth is glamorised on social media. You see a lot of posts like how I made six figures in six months or how I reached 100k followers in a year. And that is cool, don't get me wrong. I am not taking those achievements away from those people and if I had done those things... I most likely would capitalise on that story too. People love content like that because it's about fast turnarounds and people want results quickly. We've lost the ability to delay gratification and be patient while we wait for a result. Partially thanks to posts like that, making it seem like that's the norm. The problem starts though when those entrepreneurs don't tell you how stressful it was to do that in that time frame or hold back information that shows you that actually achieving that in that time frame is quite rare. One of the top reasons why businesses fail is surprisingly because they grew too fast. I think I first read about this in a book called Company of One by Paul Jarvis and I thought There is no way that can be true and I googled it and it was. Think about it. If you grow too fast you outgrow your business systems and processes so you need new ones ASAP. You outgrow your capacity and suddenly need to take on more help as soon as possible which requires training that help. You outgrow your mindsets and quickly need to up level the way that you think, which is overwhelming. You have to do all of this in one go when you grow really fast. So you're experiencing a lot of growing pains all at once. And that's not unbearable, but statistically it is a reason that many businesses fail. If I had worked more, if I had put in full-time hours and evenings and weekends and really been on the grind, I know I could have made six figures much sooner. And maybe I could even have overcome all of those growing pains. I believe that I could have, but I'm happy with the slow and steady pace that I grew at because it allowed me to work less and live more. While financial security is so very important, Making sure that I live life to the fullest is important too and I can't do that if I'm spending most of my life behind a laptop. If I have to sacrifice my mental health and the best years of my life for more money faster then thanks but no thanks. I'd rather grow my business and my finances slower and steadier if it means that I also get to maintain my mental health, make memories and live an adventurous, fulfilling life. So on to point number two. I focused on my top three marketing strategies and I gave myself permission to not put as much effort into the others or be on all of the social media platforms. There is a lot of pressure, especially right now, to be on all the platforms and do all of the marketing, and it's just not sustainable. It's a surefire way to burn out. So you need to know what your top three sources of clients and sales are. And if one of those is a social media platform, You also need to know what forms of content perform best for you on that platform and then lean into what works. I know that for me, Instagram, word of mouth and Pinterest are the top ways that my customers and clients find me. So I try to lean into those. Instagram at the time of recording is having an identity crisis right now and a lot of us are suddenly finding ourselves unsure where Instagram is going. That's why it's always best and always safest to have two to three marketing strategies and not just one. It can be alluring to, is that the word alluring? I think it is, allure, allure, yeah alluring. I'm not even going to edit that out I'm going to leave it in um, because we're just going to keep on rolling but it can be tempting I'm going to say to keep it simple so simple that you only use one marketing strategy and that's it for your entire business. I love the idea of that however it isn't safe to do that because we're seeing right now that a social media app that was once on top can be at risk of going down. And if you have put all of your eggs in one basket, then your business is going to go down with it. And we don't want that. So you are definitely better off diversifying, figuring out what your top two to three marketing strategies are, and then going full on with those and putting your time and energy into those. It's a bit of a side point but if one of your top three marketing strategies is a social media platform and it would take you minimal effort to repurpose the content from there onto another social media platform then that might be something that you want to consider doing. You don't have to do that, I am by no means saying that you should but if it's going to take you minimal effort then it might be worthwhile because then, if the platform that you use mainly for social media goes downhill, you definitely have a backup. Just quickly interrupting this episode to let you know about my free starter kit for booking clients consistently. If you are struggling to find clients and need a helping hand, my free guide shows you 12 reasons why you're not booking clients consistently, and four simple yet incredibly impactful changes you can make to start booking more clients today. Head to nishawollary.com to download yours. And if you do, let me know what you think of it over on Instagram. Okay, so moving on to point number three. I decided that three, sometimes four days a week, was enough time For me to do what I needed to do. I made the choice to work part-time hours. Notice I said choice and I believed that it was enough time to do what I need to do and earn enough. If you tell yourself that you can complete your work in three days a week, I think that you can. And if you tell yourself you can do it in five days a week, you can. Whatever you believe is possible is possible. I honestly think that when you give yourself a shorter time frame for something, you find ways, creative ways, of doing less and still getting the same results. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes if you give yourself a bigger time frame for something, you definitely fill that time frame because you subconsciously feel like you have more time. And so you use that time faff around and do things that aren't really moving the needle in your business. Okay let's move on to point number four. I did what I could and I still do what I can to make my working day as productive as possible. This means scheduling my tasks around my period cycle. There's really only like one and a half weeks in a month that If you're a woman and you have reproductive female organs um, that you are the most energetic. It's the follicular phase and the ovulation phase. And in those phases, especially when I'm ovulating, I have a lot of energy. So I try and make those phases the times when I'm creating content, recording podcast episodes and selling. The luteal phase is more suited to reflection and analysing and going inward. And when I'm on my period, I try to take it as slow as I can with tasks that require minimal energy. So it's really been helpful for me to understand my cycle so that I can take the tasks that are going to be the most taxing and require the most energy and schedule them during the time in the month that I will have the most energy. Another thing I try and do to increase my productivity on the days that I do work, is put my phone in another room while I am trying to crack on with work. Because what I have found is that if my phone is on me or in front of me when I'm trying to work, I'm often picking it up and replying to text messages and opening up social media. And I did this yesterday, all morning, and it had such a devastating effect on my productivity. Because I was on Instagram so much throughout the day, I found that I didn't get my biggest priorities done in the day, because my focus was all over the place. And not only that, but I was consuming content on Instagram that was quite fear-based content. And I find that when I do that, it ends up playing in my mind and that becomes the thing then that I am focusing on instead of the work that I really need to get done. So tip five is I plan. I don't rigorously plan and I'm not unflexible, inflexible. I'm not sure what the word is, but you get what I mean. So I don't do things like colour code or time block, though that is helpful for some people. But what I do do is plan my 90 days at the start of each quarter so I know what I need to focus on to make a living. Then I break that plan down into a plan of what I need to do this month. And then I break that down further and decide what do I need to do this week? And at the start of every single week, I plan out my weekly tasks. Another common reason that businesses fail is because of a lack of planning and strategy. If I didn't plan and know exactly how I'm aiming to make my income every month and what I need to do to make it happen, I would spend most of my three work days a week faffing around Probably doing tasks that don't ultimately help me reach my income goals. A plan helps to keep me focused, which is needed when you have limited time to spend on your business. Point number six I focused on people and community, not algorithms and vanity metrics. Although, I've got to be honest, I think sometimes we all fall into that trap, myself included of focusing on the algorithms and the likes and the followers. And when that happens, I've tried my best to redirect my attention back to what matters, which is not the vanity metrics, it's the people in my community. Social media apps want you to focus on the vanity metrics. It keeps you Hook to keeps you obsessed, it keeps you constantly opening the app to check how many likes you have and how many followers you have. But the metrics that matter most are not your followers and your likes. It's the messages and comments that you're getting. That's where you build community and relationships. And it's where you gain the trust of your ideal clients. You don't even need 10k followers to make a great living online you don't even need 10k followers to make six figures if you sell a service let's say that you have 300 followers but only 20 of them are your true true fans then selling a 2k service to 20 true fans is 40k a year selling them a 3,500 pound service is 70k a year And selling a 5k service is 100k a year. So yes, build your audience if your future goal is to launch a digital product, because you'll need an audience for that. But if not, and you primarily sell services, then you don't need to spend so much of your time and energy focused on how many followers you have. Step number seven was I built a brand and not just a business. I started out as a freelance designer, which some of you might know, some of you might not. But always, even back then, I created long-form content like blog posts and videos and I had a social media presence. This helped me to build a brand and an audience so that I could eventually sell products as well as services, and make passive income. If one of your future goals is to make passive income, you need to start building an audience now. Because a service-based business doesn't need a big audience to make money, but with products it really does rely on your audience size. This is something that I often see a lot of people don't realise and so they launch themselves into planning a course and launching a course and then wonder why it's not selling. And that is because courses convert at a much smaller percentage than services do. So you need a bigger audience to sell to. It does take more effort and time to grow an audience. So you may be thinking, well, I want to work less I don't want to add more to my to-do list. But this particular point, again, it's only for those of you that want to in the future sell digital products. And this point is to benefit future you, not necessarily present you. Build an audience now so future you can cut down on client work if that's what your long-term goal is. And if you're wondering where you should grow an audience the answer is most definitely your email list but in order to grow that you do need to get traffic to it so try growing your audience on a social media platform and regularly offering that audience a freebie if they join your newsletter if when you looked at what your top three marketing methods were social media or a social media app was one of them then that's the one that you should focus on growing and on growing an audience on. The last tip in this episode is tip number eight. And that is I did my best to keep my life simple and live below my means. Because I didn't need a ton of money to live a good life and do the things that I wanted to do, like travel and save It meant that I often didn't stress about my income because I didn't have to. I always knew that even if my income dropped to a certain level, I could still survive and I could still keep the things that were important to me, you know, keep the home, the roof over my head and keep my car and and all of these things. So because I lived below my means, that meant that I often didn't have to stress and living below my means also kept my nervous system calm and that kept me from burning out often which helped me to sustain my business for as long as I have. If my nervous system had always been on edge I would have started making fearful decisions, making content that seemed desperate and i wouldn't have been able to sustain my business feeling that way all the time let alone grow it so let me recap the eight points that we've gone over because i know that they might have been a lot and also i'm going to apologize if you hear my stomach rumble because it is lunchtime and i am pretty hungry so i'm going to go and eat something after this but In summary, the eight points that we've discussed today that helped me to build a six-figure business while working just three days a week and traveling the world were, point number one, I sacrificed fast growth for slow and steady growth. Two, I focused on my top three marketing strategies and I gave myself permission to let go of the rest or not put so much effort and time into them. Three, I decided that three to four days a week was enough time for me to do what I need to do in order to make the living that I need. Step four, or point four I should say, is that I do what I can to make my working days as productive as possible. Five, I plan, so I make a 90-day plan, I break that into 30-day plans and I break those into weekly and daily plans. Point six, I focused on people and community, not algorithms or vanity metrics. I do wanna say as well that sometimes, of course, you have to give some attention to algorithms, especially if they change, but they're not the thing that you need to give all of your time and attention to. Point seven was that I built a brand, not just a business. Point eight was that I did my best to keep my life simple and live below my means. That's it for this episode. I really hope that you found it helpful. And if you did, I would like to be cheesy, cheesy, I'm gonna say cheeky (laughs) and ask you to please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because that really helps me to get good guests on the show and that's one of my goals for the future of this podcast. I want to bring some more and exciting guests onto the podcast for you to learn from so please do leave that rating and review. If you do screenshot it and DM it to me on Instagram. I'm at Nisha Woolery And one of you, I will share on my Instagram story. I'll share your business and what you do and hopefully get you in front of some more potential clients. Okay, that is it for now. Enjoy the rest of your day and I will speak to you next week.